Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, let's talk about this. the prom so more people can yell at me on TikTok. <laughs> All right, sounds like a good idea. Super fun time. Okay. Hi. Wait, no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Thought Shared Souls. There. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And also Happy New Year because we're going to be taking and next happy week late off. Hanukkah because Hanukkah just ended. Yes, happy late Hanukkah, happy all of the wintry holidays that may be celebrated, including the ones in January that I, the name of which escapes me. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is the day That's after January, Christmas. That's what it is. It starts Why the day after Christmas. Like the beginning of January? Because I think it. Because basically. Oh? The- Post-Christmas, December doesn't exist in my Yeah, opinion. no. The week between the week between um, Christmas and New Year's is um, a liminal space. It literally feels like it's five seconds long, and it's like... The worst it feels five time. seconds long, but it also feels like it's three years long. Right, like... Ugh, so, so, who knows? Um, so, marry all of the holidays that are going to be coming up. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the prom which is a new movie that came out on Netflix based on the 2018 Broadway musical, The Prom, directed by Casey Nicola, but the movie is directed by Ryan Murphy. And it feels very Ryan Murphy. Oh my God, it's the most Ryan Murphy production that there ever was, I think. But the thing is, so I, I did see The Prom, the musical. Um, I did not. Almost, <laughs> almost two years ago, which fun fact, uh, Andrew Rannells was at my performance. Um, I had a better seat than him, but he was on the <laughs> so. Who's to say who won that? Who really had the better seat, Katie? <laughs> I think um, it's the man who got cast in the movie, but go on. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> The thing is, it does feel like when it, when it was announced that Ryan Murphy was going to be doing this um, movie, I was like, yep, yeah, that makes sense that he would be right. the one to do this. Well, I mean, I he's like, yeah, the biggest queer baiter of Hollywood, so it just made do you want to go into Do you want to go into more detail of, of that? I want to discuss it in more depth because apparently my words were getting twisted around the last time we discussed it. Okay, then go. I just, okay, I just want to say this flat out. None of my opinions are just me as a probably straight woman. None of my opinions came out of my ass. <laughs> I didn't just, like, I didn't just throw them out for no reason. All of my opinions on art pieces were formulated based on discussions I've had with friends of mine who are in the LGBTQ plus community. All of my opinions are my own and they were all formulated based on my interpretation of a work of art which everyone's allowed to have an opinion on that's what art is for that's the purpose of art is to have an opinion on it and interpret it however you see fit doesn't matter who cares um but that being said i still hated james corden's performance james corden okay I think James Corden did fine. Um, I, I wish fine. I wish that they did not make him American. I think that that 
posed with him playing this like flamboyant character really was like not a good mix i here's the thing barry doesn't need to be american just make him british right there's nothing like there's plenty of british people working on broadway yeah there's plenty of british people who live in this country so making him british wouldn't have harmed the story whatsoever well and then it's also making him because barry is a flamboyantly gay man that's fine who cares that's his personality nothing wrong with that but my issue was was a known heterosexual man yes he is heterosexual he has flat out said that he's heterosexual a known heterosexual man who has used the f slur who has used homosexuality to prop up his own jokes being cast as a stereotypical flamboyant gay man bothered me and bothered a lot of friends of mine and that upset me because i don't like seeing my friends bothered by the depictions of their stuff like of their type of people community Community. i'm sorry i'm so tired i'm exhausted i'm so sick of like seeing my friends and people that i love hurt by those stereotypes and the way straight people are showing them and like i'm not saying that straight people can't play gay characters i'm just saying don't be offensive about it that's it yes um, and, and I feel like with a character like Barry, that is something that can be done offensively. Exactly. Because Which is why it's I think something it that is gone. seen, it's something that's seen as like the stereotypical, like gay man. Right. Which is why I think the role should have gone to like Nathan Lane or Titus Burgess, but that's just me. I wasn't in the casting room. I wasn't making the decision. So. <laughs> But I know a lot of people share that opinion as well. So it's not just me. Don't come for me because other people share the same opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, while you were getting into hot water on TikTok over that, I was... I had, <laughs> I was having the weirdest experience of my life where I... we And we had talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah. We talked about how wild the uh, set design was for what they co- what they uh, did in quotes as Broadway. We were like, "What? What is this? What's happening here?" So I made a TikTok about it, just talking about it. And this, <laughs> the artistic director, like scenic designer, saw it, commented on it. The comment I read in okay, Adam Rao is is um is the name of the set designer, artistic director, nicest person, nicest. But before he made those videos where he was explaining things, I took, I saw his comment and I thought he was mad at me. I thought it was like a snarky little, like, I can talk to you more about it if you want kind of deal. And then he just made like seven, he made like seven TikToks, like calling me out on it, but like not in, not like, not like, oh, I'm calling you out, but like a, hey, you know, you, 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 um, you inspired these videos. Like here, let's talk about it. And I was like, I hope that you did. I, I was, I mean, obviously I was joking, but at the same time, I was like, this is wild that this would happen. Hey. And I was like, so I made, so I, I was like the only, the first person to comment on it. But after that, his, his videos were like skyrocketing they were they were like trending like nothing else (laughs) it was wild but I was 
panicking on the inside that people like were, I was like, getting panicked snapchats from this woman literally going before he even made the videos going he hates me what is happening <laughs> he doesn't even know her <laughs> it was I, I was I was so terrified and it's valid because I would have been too I, been I was sh I was shitting myself going fuck I've screwed, <laughs> royally screwed myself over. But hey, then he then he followed me and I was like, what? And then he made the videos yeah. and I was like, hmm? And then we follow each other now. So it's, I th I'm 80, 90% sure all is good. We'll find out. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you on the- I think we should invite him on just to hush out any beef that there may be. <laughs> <laughs> we should maybe we will that'd be fun i think yeah see if he see if he's interested in coming on the yes. coming on the pod yeah um but his videos were beautiful and like yeah. did you did you watch them jill yeah i watched two or three of them i didn't watch all of them because there were because there I were get, a lot i can't made. pay attention to things for a long period of time he he not only like discussed the the creation of the sets and the inspiration but he also went into this is sardis this is the theater that we created for all of the the shows that take place within the within the movie yeah. here's all like the broadway musicals the what's the I did catch think it the moon swallow the moon swallow the moon i think what a strange name which every time I heard anyone say swallow the moon, all I heard was um, hang the moon from- Yes, from, <laughs> from Smash. <laughs> I was like, oh, Bernadette, is that you? <laughs> no, it's just Meryl Streep. <laughs> Meryl everyone looked so good in this movie. Meryl Streep, okay, I want to discuss this because you said that I could discuss it because it's the one thing discuss about this what movie you want. that I need to talk about Keegan-Michael Key and Meryl Streep's chemistry. <laughs> Please do. I love Keegan-Michael Key. Same. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. I'm, I'm so glad that 2020 and 2021 are opening up musical doors for Keegan-Michael Key. For Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> I am so excited because, like, I'm excited. I watched Jingle Jangle, like, six times. I'm obsessed with his performance in the prom. I'm excited for him and Schmigadoon. Like, I am so into this. I'm so here for it. And I just want to discuss his chemistry with Meryl Streep because why was it so good? Why did it they was have perfect. the best chemistry I have ever seen in a movie in my life? Like it was outrageous. I just like- Because they're both tremendous actors and they, they are perfect. Like, I just, like, every time, I've seen it twice all the way through now, and every time I low-key keep I going back. I watched it the one time. I watched it twice just to, like, really watch it the second time, because the first time I was kind of, I had never seen The Prom before, so the first time was just to kind of, like, enjoy it and watch it, and then the second time I was, like, really, like, digesting it, and um, after that, I have since gone back and just rewatched a few scenes that I liked. Like, I love the scene, um, the Alyssa Green scene I love that scene I don't know what it is I'm just like I'm obsessed with Ariana DeBose singing that song though like I can't get enough of it 
have to say my dad would like stroll forks are flying <laughs> my dad would like stroll in and out of the room and during that part uh when the Alyssa Green song came on my dad goes she sounds like she sounds vocally very similar to Idina and I was like oh yeah you're right like she does have that she's a very and I said she's a very mature voice which which is very kind it's it's different than what like Izzy McCullough did yeah but it's I it worked it it definitely felt very mature and like not high school-y which I think works for the character like for the character I think that that's very like indicative of the character like I think it worked really really well um but I love that scene I've watched it like three or four times now just because like I can't and I keep listening to it on repeat because I cannot get enough of her voice in that song I don't know what it is I'm just like obsessed with it and then I always go back and I always watch any scene with Keegan-Michael Key and Meryl Streep because I'm like why am I so obsessed with these two people getting together at the end of this movie why do I want this to happen so bad why is it so good (laughs) I can't handle it I I um they like they were yeah it was fantastic also I'm pretty sure that like we were discussing it a episode or two ago and I said I don't think that his character has a song he he has a song and I definitely kind of remember it um but again it, it had been two years so he killed it. He was so good. I loved it. And my favorite thing is, so I was re-watching it. The second time I was re-watching it, I um, was watching it with my family. I watched half of it with my family and then everyone went to bed. So I came back to my room and I finished it. <laughs> but um, I was watching it with my family and every time I like heard Keegan Michael Key speak, I would just go, oh, I love him. Like anytime he did anything, I'm just like, ah, like he's just like one of those actors that like I could watch do anything and be happy. Like I don't care what role he's in, I'm happy with it. I'm obsessed with him. He's the best. And then I will say this because I'm sure this is an opinion that a lot of people share. As much as I love Nicole Kidman, I've said this a million times, I love Nicole Kidman so much. Like top three favorite actresses of all time. But I, I don't understand her casting in this movie. Look, here's the thing. They truly said, this is the Broadway cast. Who are the film version of these people? Which I get, but it's like, you're going to cast Nicole Kidman as a failed chorus girl? Like, that just didn't sit right with me. Like, the whole, I was very confused. And even my dad said, he was like, why is Nicole Kidman just in the background? <laughs> I was like, literally. <laughs> literally, though, because every time Nicole Kidman's in a movie, you expect to be her, like, to see her, like, front and center doing everything. And so it was just, like, really weird and, like, jarring. I don't think I didn't like it. I just am confused by it. Like, it's like, I just was so taken aback by not, for, You're by like, her Nicole not Kidman being in doesn't every do- scene. You're like, Nicole Kidman doesn't do featured roles. Yeah, like, I'm like, she's, like, the lead. Like, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, because also keep in mind, the, like, week before I watched this movie, I downloaded Moulin Rouge to watch on my flight. (laughs) And I was, like, fully reveling in Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge, which is one of my favorite roles of her. She's so good as a team. 
but um and then I ju had just finished the undoing and so it's like I had just finished like all this Nicole Kidman loaded stuff and then I turn on the prom and she's just like got a song and a half to herself and I was like what is this I don't understand what's happening here my introduction to Nicole Kidman was Bewitched from 2005. <gasps> yes! Ah, I love that movie. Oh my God. I forget about that. Oh I think God. that's what I, that's, that's what I knew her as. I'm like, she is that's crazy to the me. girl from Bewitched, which also that seen? movie, I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm like, okay. she's a witch that then goes on to play that a witch. Will Ferrell, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was they're like making a remake of B. Like it's a weird movie. Yeah, like I, I'm trying to think because like I don't know what I like remember her in the most growing up. Like I just know I've always loved Nicole Kidman. I don't know what I saw her in that like solidified that as a kid. But I will say this: Australia, directed by Baz Luhrmann, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman is one of the greatest movies ever made and I stand by that statement it is so good and it's so different from ba other Baz Luhrmann movies in the sense that like there's hardly any CGI in it <laughs> and it's just like beautiful because it's basically like a love letter to Australia which if you know Baz Luhrmann he's like the shit in Australia he's the shit everywhere because he's perfect but like Australia loves him because how can you not but you have to watch that movie it's so good Nicole Kidman doing anything makes me happy. Happy Feet? Are you kidding me? She's so good in Happy Feet and she's not even in it. She's just voicing it. I've never seen Happy Feet. What? I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. I was obsessed with that movie. Just when I was like it. eight or nine, I had to get a tooth pulled because like there was some issue with my mouth. I don't know. But I had to get a tooth pulled and to make up for it, my mom took me to Walmart and bought me happy feet and candy. <laughs> and I was the happiest there was like a, alive. Happy feet came from that weird like penguin obsession that happened after March of the Penguins came out. Yeah. So it was uh, and then there happy was surf's feet, up. surf's up, penguins of Madagascar. Oh yeah. Like I there was a lot that. of penguin stuff. Happy Feet 2 came out not Club long Penguin. Club Penguin. Oh my I never played Club Penguin. Oh I did. I did. I was obsessed. I was a Webkins and Build a Bear kid. I didn't <laughs> play Club Penguin. <laughs> I was Club Penguin. Oh and um what was the Tinkerbell website? It was like Fairy Hollow or something. I played that religiously. I love that. I wish it was still around because I would still play it if we're being honest. Then Disney bought Club Penguin and then it went to shit. Spill that tea, Kitty. That's what happened. <laughs> that is like fundamentally what happened. Is Disney I don't bought Club Penguin. Him. They couldn't like they couldn't commercialize off of it because they're like, this is a free website people were given. Like right. How are we going to make money off this? Sell puffles? Mm, kids don't really want those. Sell penguins? Mm. And anyway, that's what it became. Yeah. <laughs> I have opinions on Club Penguin. <laughs> I'm over here like ranting about Nicole Kidman and Katie's like... <laughs> and Katie's like, screw you Disney for buying Club Penguin. <laughs> I mean, I was already off of Club Penguin by that point, but still sometimes even to this day there are times where I get like the hankering to like play one of the games on there 
And I'm like, I can't. Oh, I still go and play like games on like the American Girl website. Are you kidding me? This stuff is still fun. <laughs> I'm gonna play that like sandwich stacker, that like Lilo and Stitch sandwich stacker from Yes, I love Channel.com. What was the there was a Sweet Life of Zach and Cody like game where like you had to like take them throughout the hotel to like run away from Mosby or something. Mm. And then there was the style quiz game, like London style quiz game. I loved that. Yeah, it and Barbie.com games. Mm, where you had to babysit the kids babysit the little baby i didn't do my scene i don't think what so fun i don't remember on the poly pocket website oh oh definitely was on the poly pocket website i was i love poly pocket how did we get here (laughs) nicole kidman surfs up club penguin or happy feet club penguin (laughs) you started nicole kidman and ended up on poly pocket (laughs) You know what? Come full circle. Uh, just a blonde doll. Nicole Kidman was great in it. But yeah, it was weird to see, like, such a big star in such, like, a featured role. Right. And I think that a lot of people... I think the way the the, the sh- even the show is set up is... it. I think a lot of criticism that I saw was that um it kind of focused on the Barry and Dee Dee like situation like these are the stars of the movie when it's like well actually Emma and Alyssa are the stars and in in reality they're all leads everyone's got their like important role in the Mm -hmm. main plot of the movie so Mm -hmm. I think the way, I think the way the Tonys happened that year, Brooke Sash Manskis was a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth Level was a lead. Obviously. Caitlin Kinnanen was a lead. But I think those were the only three that were nominated. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, like, they were all leads. Right. Uh, I think it was a very faithful adaptation from the musical I think there was the addition of Barry's mom which wasn't in the musical no but I thought it added something to it well yeah she wasn't in that they they well, added I'm that part like added, I'm saying it added like another like depth to yeah because I mean you can't it's it's hard to visualize it, what happened without seeing the character in my opinion but that's yeah you the thing is movies are pretty much done in three acts whereas musicals are done in two or i should say stage productions are typically done in two you have exceptions, and so obviously, yeah yeah um so the way you have to structure it they kept it structured pretty much the same right and and i thought that was great that they did that, that they didn't like my the, the the movie musical adaptation that bugs me the most is Rock of Ages because oh, yeah. they no. just straight up said, get rid of the German people, get rid of Regina, let's add Brian Cranston and Catherine uh, Zeta-Jones. 
Oh, I forgot I her name not, too. I was like, I don't know who you're thinking. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was mixing up Rachel Zegler and Renee Zellweger. So I was like, it's Catherine Zegliger. It was neither of them. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> Queen in her own right, though. I love Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> just like added that whole section they completely like tore up the relationship of sherry and drew because in the musical or sorry in the movie does she i I haven't watched this movie since it came out well i haven't watched it since i was probably 10 like honestly i feel like they made that movie and they said let's screw everything up Right. Which Let's make Sherry actually sleep with Stacey Jacks. Let's do this. And also, Alec Baldwin is Dennis. What? And and I, Russell Brand as Lonnie. And that's okay. I, feel like, I feel like Russell Brand just gets thrown into movies for not no anymore. reason. He did. Well, but not anymore. Remember yeah, Hawk? He... he yeah. and Arthur I love that movie yeah I love these are movies I never um, I never saw any of these but the I could I could I could li- I could list off um Russell Brand's filmography I love like Hawk I just remember my it mom my mom took me and one of my sisters to go and see it in theaters and I was obsessed with it <laughs> and like Evan and I rewatched it a year, like two years ago in, yeah, sophomore year in our dorm room. And we were like, you know what? This is art. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of art. Is the movie Hop. I've seen it. Starring James Marsden and Russell Brand. Another man I love. I love James Marsden. He needs to get more musical roles. Put him in more musical. James Marsden. Co- but that's the thing. It's like James Marsden hairspray he was corny collins he's the best corny even, collins i don't care what anyone says he's the best even that movie as well done as that movie is it They're still so... does stray from what the musical does tracy oh, does yeah. not go to jail in the movie <laughs> no she runs from jail in the movie but like <laughs> like my okay this is like such a petty thing to hate about like the adaptation of the like stage to screen for hairspray but also, hold on, I, real quick, both Rock of Ages yeah. and um, Hairspray were both Adam Shankman. They were. Just, just throwing that out there. They were. Oh my god. Um, but my like least favorite part, and this is such like a petty concern to have, but like I remember when we did it and when we did Hairspray in high school, I was like re-watching the movie, and I was like, you know what makes me angry? is they took out like or they changed i love lady's choice i love that scene in the movie don't get me wrong (laughs) zach efron in that scene is so good the best thing on the entire planet but but i wish that they had kept it the same as the stage version because i love the like smaller connection that Tracy and Link have during the Madison. Like, I think it's just like, there's something really cute about it to me. That's I, in the, that's the in, stage it takes two. No, during the stage one, no. Lady's Choice isn't even in the. It's not even well, in also the ladies, stage. Yeah, Lady's well, Choice was added they for. Changed it. Yeah, so Lady's Choice is added for the movie, but in the stage version, what happens like in that part is they're all doing the Madison 
during like the dance or whatever and then link sees her and then corny sees her and it's like a whole thing so it's like very very different than like zach efron thirsting over <laughs> oh my god what's her name who played tracy, tracy. Mickey Blonsky. Mickey Blonsky, thank you. Mickey Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. <laughs> I well, she was in Smash, remember? Yes, one one episode, one because scene. Smash was um, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, so they, so they like threw. They in. said they said they said we're not going to bring her back for Hairspray Live. There's like scenes <laughs> where you can see like a catch me you can see like catch me if you can like a catch me if you can poster and like stuff like that and then Nikki Blonsky shows up and I'm like okay Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman okay <laughs> I see you we get it. <laughs> I was very intrigued why um they did not bring her in for Hairspray Live because they brought in um Marissa Trent well, because, and Ricky well, Lake. Well okay so their shtick is like for Oh, like you mean just to bring her in? Like yeah. just to have? Oh, okay. Sorry. Because Ricky, Ricky Lake and Mercy Jartwinoka made like a cameo in it. They did. I forgot about I blocked Hairspray Live out of my memory because it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Find it? Not because, like, not because anyone in it was bad. That's not. Do not that, think Ariana Grande should have been Penny. That I was have bad. I opinions on that. I have my own opinions on that that are not the same, but like they're similar, but not the same. They're similar. I don't think it should have been pop sensation Ariana Grande as Penny. I think it should have been musical theater Ariana Grande as Penny, but that's a whole other thing. Um, I have this conspiracy theory. It's fine. Um, I'm going to need to hear this conspiracy theory. Just say it. Okay. So I have this theory that when they were casting Ariana, they wanted the name Ariana Grande attached to it because they knew it would bring people in. Like it would bring in a whole nother branch of fans to this production. And she has ties so, to Broadway. Right. But what I think that they were trying to do was have pop sensation Ariana Grande. And then they wouldn't let her do musical theater Ariana Grande because we all know she is capable of perfectly articulating her words in musical songs because she does it all the time. But when she's not able to do it is when I'm convinced is because producers are like, no, we want pop sensation Ariana Grande, not the little girl who was an Annie in her regional theater production in Florida. Like they want the new Ariana, I guess, is my theory. If that makes sense. That was stream of consciousness, but it makes sense in my brain. I get what you're saying. They 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 want somebody who they know can sing, that they know how to tie to theater, but when she, but you are claiming or you are theorizing, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. That her wanting to hit those roots was not allowed because her fan base would not have wanted that and not even that her fan base wouldn't have wanted it it's just they would it wouldn't have been as recognizable for people just like watching it for ariana it wouldn't have been as recognizable to them whereas like i know ariana from like 13 and like the more theater side of ariana that's what i love and i know that's not entirely her anymore that's fine i still love her i still think that she's an amazing artist i think she's insanely talented 
but like my favorite Ariana album is her first album because it's more musical theater. It's, she articulates more, she enunciates her words more in that album because it was her beginning stages. And now she's more of just pop sensation Ariana Grande. She's and, found a style that works for her. Right. And, and she I, plays into that style. Right. And so I just like, I don't know, I think that she was fully capable of doing Penny the way that like we would have wanted it and it just wasn't able to happen. That's my theory. Who was, who was Link? Oh, it's Garrett. Um, oh, what's his oh, name? Oh, Garrett Clayton? Garrett Clayton. Yes. I oh love him. God. I think he's the cutest thing in the whole world. He is very much a Ken doll. He is and I love him. I've seen him in a couple of things. He was in Teen Beach movie. No, like I like physically I saw him in things. Oh, wish at the Rockwell. I adore him. I think he's adorable. I think he's so stinky cute. He was um the Rockwell did an unauthorized musical parody of Clueless in which he played Christian. In which he played Christian and he sang um Barbie World. And it was the f- most fun I've ever seen. I have a video. I have to. I'm gonna have to send you the video because it I is. It. It's so funny. Um, but how did we get onto this topic? I don't know. But also, I didn't like hairspray live because there were so many technical issues with like audio and video and all that jazz that it was so difficult to watch at times like I had to turn up my television all the way up at parts just to hear anything and that was infuriating and then there were times when um Matt is it Maddie Maddie uh Maddie Bilio 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 I should know this she um performed at she performed um because that was what in 2016 was Hairspray Live? I think so, yeah. No, 2017, 2017, 2016. Oh, but, like, 2016. but like, but like, but like January. Yeah. Um, she was, they had just cast her and she was a performer for one of the um, Pasadena Pops concerts oh. because she was part of like the oh, Feinstein okay. um she's part of like the Michael Feinstein um I don't know Michael Feinstein does some like he does so many things <laughs> something but he's also the conductor of the Pasadena Pops so um he right. and that's where I interned for the summer of 2016 and so I was at every concert that summer and he, he like brought her up like, oh, this is from my like theater. Oh God, there's a word. I, I it's escaping me. Um, like troop? No, it's like a, it's like a, not a, a workbook, workshop. Like work. a workshop? Mm, Love. Find stuff. No, now I'm going to have to Google it. The Great American Songbook. I think something he does. That was the Lincoln Center. Yeah, but that's like a well, there was a Lincoln Center Great American Songbook. Yeah, and I think that's like a project he does. 
I don't know. He's got some something. It's not important, but she was part you. of that. Right. <laughs> um, oh, okay. And then Anyways, so it was I like thought she just been great. cast, and so they're like, here, come be part of, perform with me. Right. I thought she was really great in Here's Fair Life. I just hate that there was a lot of technical issues. Like, that bothered me. It made me really sad for her, but... Anyway, back to the prom. Yeah. I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on this one. <laughs> you can't get me off on tangents about hairspray, Katie. I love hairspray so much. No, well, so do I, but there's a lot of dead air right there. That's true. Um, so back to the prom. I could talk about hairspray I, for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I did really, really enjoy this movie. Um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fun. I had fun while I was watching it. It made me cry. Like, I had a good time watching it. I loved the way it was shot. I loved the way it mm. looked. Its aesthetic was beautiful. Um, That's on Andrew, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Uh, going, like, I wonder if, so, okay, so here's the thing. Kevin Chamberlain played a character who I couldn't tell you what happened with him he was a I love producer Kevin he was like a I don't even know who what he, he was, was like their I thought he was like a PR manager guy, but I could have just been manager maybe I think he might I don't know manager. he was just like there in some scenes and then not there in others and then I was trying to remember the role because I want to say the actor's name was Josh Lamon Josh Lehman who I think uh, so yeah who was who played that role on Broadway yeah, Josh Lehman. He, and I'm trying to remember, I guess on a stage, in like a stage kind of situation, it feels like you're there more. Yeah. It felt like Kevin Chamberlain would just be in certain scenes and then not in others. Yeah. And I think and that was, it was like, a lot of people even pointed out that he would have been really good as Barry. And I agree with that. I think he would have made a really great Barry because he's got the acting chops to play literally anything and be good at it. Like, I think Kevin Chamberlain is so good and so underrated. Critically underrated. I know he's like, everyone loves him. But like, critically speaking, he's very underrated. Um, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I wish that we had seen him more because he's so good. But I loved the little shot during It's Time to Dance with him where he's like smiling and he's just like the happiest man and I was like crying just like looking at him because I was like look at Kevin Chamberlain <laughs> like my king I love him <laughs> oh my gosh he's so, so I would have I would have loved to see him more I like literally that's like once people started being like why wasn't he cast as Barry I was like damn why wasn't he cast as Barry? He would have been so good. He would have been so cute. Are you kidding me? Just like swap him and James Gordon? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so Kevin Chamberlain, great, fantastic. Should have seen more of him. Yes. Meryl Streep. I loved her. Um, she was fantastic. So good. She's obviously a chameleon of an actress. Did I'm you honestly like was we say that about everything Meryl Streep does. Like, she's so good. But, like, this one felt so good. Like, she was really good. <laughs> she was, she was, she was doing it all. She's amazing. There are times where I'm, like, I remember, like, my initial reaction was, can Meryl Streep sing? And then I'm, like, Katie, she's been in two Mamma Mia movies and Into the Woods. Like, get the through your head. 
Cutie. <laughs> all of which, all of which I've seen. I was about to say, have you not seen that? <laughs> Uh, um, Mama Mia is like my guilty pleasure. It used to be my guilty pleasure movie. I don't believe in guilty pleasures. My but, sisters uh, and I, my sisters and I watched Mama Mia so much growing up. Like it was outrageous. I love Mama Mia. I love so it. Good. Um, I felt like there was like some weird like thing done with her like eye makeup that made her eyes look a little strange. Okay, my mom pointed out that she looked older than normal in the movie, and I think my dad was like, "Did she get work done?" I think that they did it on purpose because I think that they were playing into the like she's about like she's working on being a washed up actress like she's like obviously she's strained because like she's been in this industry for so long like all of that stuff so I think that they were playing on that and so I think they did something with their eye makeup to play on that which I think is really good like I think that that's amazing but I yeah, could also to make it look like she's had like an eye lift or a face lift or something right right so, or maybe Meryl Streep has something on. Who knows? If she did, she did. Who cares? Good for her. Wish I, I could afford that. Damn. <laughs> her outfits were fantastic. Ugh. Ugh. That's the kind, that's so why I want to dress when I'm older, but I'm too short. Honestly. My favorite, okay, here's one thing that I would like to point out, though. I know that this is, like, Ryan Murphy's shtick is, like, the color and all that jazz or all that zazz. um I know that's like his thing like color and like vibrancy in whatever tone you can get it in like whether it's happy or sad or whatever but I hated the principal's office (laughs) I absolutely was uncomfortable with it because I was like never in my life have I seen a principal's office with bright yellow and blue anything like, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, how I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time in a principal's office. Well, no, like, but that's, but that's the thing that was like, I don't know if it's just because my high school was garbage. I don't know, <laughs> but like, in other television and like in photos and like just random things that I've seen in my life, it's so vibrant for a principal's office. Like, I found that very weird, but it also spoke a lot to his character, and I think that that was important. But it just confused me for like the moment that it was happening. I was just like, that's an odd choice. But it made sense for the character. I will say that. I loved, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. And then so going into Keegan-Michael Key, what I thought was funny was they were like, straight people like Broadway too. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, you're not my, you're not my typical demographic. And he's like, black. She's like, straight. <laughs> so funny <laughs> and he goes straight people like broadway too and i'm like let me find one find Same. me find me a straight boy who likes Same. broadway please there's like three straight white men on broadway and they are all unicorns and no one can ever like and all like Mary we're never gonna find we're, right and we're never gonna find anyone like them and we just have to accept that and it's annoying and I hate it look I, they don't need to be a performer they just need to appreciate it and like have a conversation with me right. about it afterwards and I can just like expel right. everything that I'm thinking after I like sob my eyes out at a new right. work that's what I want I want so bad for a piece of theater to like touch me again the way that come from away did and then Hamilton the year before that 
I'm trying to find something that hits me the way like I just need to see the revival of company. Company again. I need to see the revival of company because oh god, like Katie, I need it so bad. I know. I'm I'm gonna cry. I can't talk about week jill's had an emotional i need day. to go like watch for all this barza and company really quick <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, oh my god i'm gonna cry so hard <laughs> um, anyways continue before i keep crying this is so, so anyway i i that's all i want so bad like in the next the, the next next piece of theater that i see i need it to just like hit me in the chest and like let me sob the way I did when the first time I saw Come From Away and the second and all the way through the sixth. I keep saying I need to see Moulin Rouge first. I keep saying that's the first show I need to see. I genuinely think it might be company that I need to see first (laughs) because like Moulin Rouge I I feel like Moulin Rouge is gonna be like low-key triggering (laughs) to see (laughs) (laughs) post-COVID. Because, like, Satine's just on stage coughing up blood. Like, like, <laughs> I was, like, talking to my friend about that recently, and I was like, do you think it's a good idea to go and see Moulin <laughs> Like, I'm gonna see it. Don't get me wrong. That's, like, one of the first shows. Like, I'm gonna book a You'll just, and- you'll just and- see like, Company and then like, Moulin Rouge. Because I feel like Company is gonna give me that, like, lethargic. Lethargic? Like, Lethargic? Is that the word? Cathartic? (laughs) I was like, company's gonna make you tired and lazy? I need to exit from life. I need to stop. (laughs) Like, I need to die. Um, edit that shit out. I don't want to- Nope, I'm keeping that in. No! (laughs) I'm keeping it in. I'm keeping it no, in. No, I'm so tired. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm like depression it's brain. so thing. funny. Horrible. Anyways. It's so funny. I'm keeping it uh, in. You're laughing at my mental illness, Katie. <laughs> uh, laugh Look. at my mental illness. It's funny. <laughs> I'm laughing with you. That was a wild thing you did. Anyways, companies. I couldn't. The most cathartic experience because I openly weep every time I even hear like the first parts of being alive. So I feel like even when Broadway wasn't shut down, you would you could play being alive anywhere within like a one mile radius of me and I would just start weeping. <laughs> I can't handle it. That's how I feel about um the song Me and the Sky from Come From Away. Valid. I I literally, I was looking at like my top 100 on Apple Music and Spotify. I had Spotify for three months. And if anyone needs to know what mental state I was in for those three months, I was in the top 0.05% of Aaron Tobate listeners for the three months that I had Spotify this year. Um, But also, if anyone wants to know what mental state I was in, my top song on Apple Music was Chandelier 
From Mulan Rouge. Mine was, I'm like 80% sure mine was Invisible String. I was going through it. (laughs) And then my top song on Spotify. Oh, wait, that was Rain On Me, because that was when I was like, oh, Pride isn't happening this year. I need to listen to Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga every single day. I made the claim to one of my friends that no new music came out this year, and she goes, what the hell are you talking about? So much new music came out this year. (laughs) I was like, oh, the only people to release, because the only people that I wanted to hear from were the Jonas Brothers. Valid. Um, (laughs) And they did not release new album this year. My coping mechanism is the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) them so much literally was in my top five on spotify too because i'm depressed (laughs) um but i like was going through my like top 100 on spotify and apple music and it's embarrassing how much company is in my top 100 on both platforms (laughs) like I was reading them off to my friend one day and she just looked over to me, like looked over at me and she goes, are you okay? And I was like, no. (laughs) Because there's like a whole bunch of Moulin Rouge, like all songs of Moulin Rouge are in my top 30 because depression. And then I have like getting married today is 31. Thank you guys for the gifts and all that. I went through. Yes, because I've been working on nailing that song for a good chunk of my life. But at the beginning of um, COVID, I decided that I was really going to do it and I was just going to listen to it nonstop for three weeks. And I did it. I can do it perfectly now. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm too tired for it. But. I can do it perfectly. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, Stephen Sondheim cast me. I would kill. Yeah, because Stephen Sondheim handles the casting process of music. Hey, you don't know. You never know. I want him to be proud of me, Katie. I want him to tell me <laughs> he's proud of me. I also went oh through a weird gosh. phase during the first shutdown in Kentucky. I went through this weird phase where I was trying to become a newsie. Oh, so like, I watched Newsies every day for two weeks. 1992 or 2006? Both. Both. And I was Googling how to do an over-exaggerated New York accent. And I would send videos to my me on rye with a sour pickle. My favorite thing to say <laughs> was, um, Ersters. was the Erster. <laughs> Erster. The world is the, the wild. The wild is <laughs> like, the Erster. The fancy clam with the poil inside. That's my favorite <laughs> part. I love it. I love it. But Erster. Erster. <laughs> My friends were so sick of me because I would send them videos every single day just going, Ya Erster! Ya Erster! <laughs> we should probably move on to another person because we just can't yeah. up King of Michael Key. <laughs> um, that, that'll just be our go back to. Yeah. Okay. I am going to say, potentially controversially, oh. I didn't mind James Corden. I hated the accent. Aside from that, didn't mind him. I it thought was, his singing was great. I thought he danced very well. Yeah. I was like, he is very light on his feet for a larger man. But then I was like, he grew up in the theater. Like, he 
right. man of the theater. Like, if you watch his, um, the role that he won a Tony for in One Man, Two Governors, there's a full-on scene where he's fighting with himself. Yeah. I'm sure was, like, heavily choreographed. And so I'm sure he's no, it's, it's kind of like watching um, Jason Alexander in anything. He, he's very, very, he glides in a room. Yeah. And I go, that, that's the word. He's, he, he understands his body and like Mm -hmm. how it moves. And I've been alive for however many years I've been alive. And I still don't know how to do that. (laughs) I slammed my hip into this desk the other day. Me all the time. I, so here's, okay. So I didn't hate the like fundamentals of James Corden's performance. I didn't hate like, like you said, like the dancing and singing, I didn't hate that stuff. It was just when he came out with a lisp and and it was only yeah. there for a third of his performance. That was unsettling. I did not like that. But like, like I, I that was that my main beef with his performance is literally just the way that he did it. But like, like you said, like the dancing, the singing, I didn't have an issue with any of that. It was literally just the other thing. So. Because we know he can, he can, we know he can sing and dance, right? Well, I should say we know he can sing. Dancing. We didn't really see him dance and other stuff. Well, well he did, did we see Tony's. him dance in Cats? At the Tonys, I've never seen Cats, so I don't know. But at the Tonys, like he did the opening, his opening numbers, he danced. That's true. Didn't he like tap? That one year, or was he With, just on, like on the dimes without tap shoes? Yeah, was he? I recall that. I don't know. I don't know if he was wearing tap shoes, but he was like tapping. He was dancing. He was dancing regardless of whether or not he was making tap sounds. Right, right. I was impressed with him, but I thought that was very, I loved it. That's the thing. I liked his like opening Did he host? Did he host two? How many times? He's hosted twice. So 2016 and then 2019. Yes. I preferred his 2016 hosting. I did not enjoy it. Because the 2016 hosting was essentially everyone knows Hamilton's going to win everything, so let's play into it. So right. the Dobby Diggs come out and be like, corporate synergy. Yes. And then they go, my name is James Corden. Is that the one where he, where they brought out the like child version of him? Yeah. And that like, was the same did, like, performance? And he did all the different, um, musicals like he like alluded to like a hundred different musicals like he did the whole thing yeah that was 2016 it wasn't 2019 it was 2016 then what was last year I blocked out most of that because I didn't like it I don't remember why I didn't like it I just didn't like it so I blocked out most of it from my memory don't remember and also that feels like it was a lifetime ago like it feels like it was so long ago yeah, well, this year has been a decade, so. I know, I just sent out Christmas cards to my friends, Same. and I sent one to my friend Olivia, and I, I wrote in there, I go, less than a year ago, I was with you in San Francisco seeing Cursed Child. That feels like forever ago. Yeah, like, it's so crazy because, um, like, I vividly, I remember watching the 2019 Tony Awards. I vividly remember yeah. me and my friends remember, were drunk in my living room watching the 2019 Tony Awards. But I, remember, I don't remember what happened. 
I remember Andre De Shields uh, having his like the three things I've learned, and then after that, when Anais Mitchell won, she oh, like yeah. tried to do the same thing, and it was like, "What is? What are you doing?" It wasn't reaching. That's for sure. No, I vividly remember my best friend Mary Beth and I uh, sitting on my couch, drunk, ooh. watching it, and like weeping over Andre De Shields. Like, I wasn't a big fan of his 2019 hosting, but I think I was just so sick of him at that point that I was just, like, not here for it anymore. But I do like that they play into the whole, like, live theater is, like, there's nothing like live theater in his um, openings, which is, they play into it more in his openings than they have in others, and I like that. Right there, Ryan Murphy. Stop. Oh, my God. In a shiny blue suit, which is reminiscent of... Aries suit in the prom. Yep. This was Ryan Murphy's passion project. Well, let's get real. It he was. said, yeah. I want to do this. And yeah. the world said, okay, sure. Sure. Why not? Netflix said, sure, here's some money. Netflix, Ryan Murphy goes to Netflix with anything when they buy it. Because Fox won't. <laughs> That's why he's gone to like FX. Yeah. Right? That's where like feud was. I feel like there isn't a single thing out there anymore that Ryan Murphy isn't attached to. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying he's everywhere. <laughs> like, I'm tired. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not the like way a lot of people... I'm, I need to say this. I'm not saying any of this in a bad way. I'm just saying it's a lot of the same thing. That's a lot of people go through their, like, moments a lot of people have their moments where they're attached to everything right so you know we remember after the proposal came out betty white was everywhere as she should be then russell brand was everywhere yeah currently it's james corden is everywhere you know which i feel like that moment has been lasting a very long time though i would only say it's been five years but that still feels like a long time for him to be in every movie that comes out in any given year. Hmm. I, know. I know a lot of, I know a lot of people don't like him. I do. I'm just sick of him. Like, it's not that I do have my beef with him. I will say that I don't like him in a lot of things, but it's just, it's gotten to the point of where I want to watch a movie without him showing up in it midway through oceans eight. That made me so mad, Katie. I literally, I was so, I was enjoying that movie so Really? Because I was like, oh, it's James Corden. No, I love That was Ocean's my reaction. 8. I was so obsessed with Ocean's 8. I, th- I went into it not knowing if I, like, I went into it being like, I'm not going to like this. I'm going to hate it. But I loved it. And then he showed up and I was like, okay. Can this <laughs> end now? Like, I was like, my God. Um, I was like, I'm here for... <laughs> Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock and Aquafina and Rihanna. I'm not here. James freaking Corden. But that's fine. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm just so tired of it. Like, when Into the Woods came out, I loved him in Into the Woods. I'm going to say that. I I don't have so much beef with him that I can't watch him in things. I'm going to say that because a lot of people probably think that I feel that way. I can watch him in stuff. I'm just tired of it. I am very passionate about this. I, whereas like, I'm, I'm on the full opposite side. I, every morning, what's been getting me through the morning is 
I'll wake up and then I'll rewatch all of like the talk shows monologues. Yeah. So I'll, I usually start with Colbert or Fallon. I love Stephen Colbert so much. Then I'll move into um, Seth Meyers and then I'll like end with Corden and I'm like, you make, because the way Corden's show is done right now, it is completely unhinged. Um, Obviously. When they finally went back into the studio, because you know how they're all back in studio now, except for Except for Colbert, he's in, like, an office, which is, yeah. like, what's happening there? He's being extra safe. Yeah. But, I mean, he still has cameramen. I'm just well, like, yeah, but I'm saying, his, like, he's just not on his set. Right. right. weird. But, um, because I think, I think Jimmy Fallon, and also, since these people have gone back into their, um, back into their, like, offices, Everyone has gotten so much more relaxed. Like, oh, Jimmy, yeah. Fallon, Jimmy Fallon is just like, I'm just gonna wear some trousers and, like, a, a button-up underneath a sweater. Like, but, and then I'm just gonna lean on a bar stool. That's gonna be his monologue. He, he goes, said, I'm an everyman. He goes, he, he goes, fuck I'm the suits. Man. I'm just like you. <laughs> Yeah, and he's he's gone so casual. Uh, Seth Meyers kind of he's kind of he's not wearing like a suit jacket, but he is like still wearing like long sleeve button up. Such a crush on Seth Meyers. I have always had a crush on him. He is so stinking cute. Yeah, Um, he's boring, but he is so cute. I don't even care. The the only one staying in a suit is Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, I'm not surprised. He's the only one who's like, I'm still in a suit. Jimmy Kimmel stresses um, me out. I'm not, like, I don't have any beef with him, but he stresses me out. Why? I don't know what it is. I've just never enjoyed watching him do anything. I think he's just too, like, deadpan. Too much. His is, the, his, is the, his is the monologue I'll skip from time to time. I'll like, watch his interviews, though. Yeah, some of his interviews are great. It's just, like, he's so deadpan. Like, he's so emotionless a lot of the time. I don't know. Like, I don't like it. Not my thing. Okay. I thought the segment he did with Katie Couric about him getting a colonoscopy was very funny and very, like, informative. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's funny. It's, it's I don't watch a lot of, like, talk ago. show stuff. I do, really because are. I've been trying to follow the news more, and I also like comedy, so I want to hear them their like comedic take on it yeah I think I think I because in the last few days I've been like trying to really pinpoint what it is about James Corden that I don't like like because I know that there's more to it than just I'm tired of it I know that there's more to it I just like couldn't pinpoint what it was is it because he's British no god no no. and it's the and it's the america versus england no god no rivalry i'm worried about that um (laughs) like the rivalry we can't do it my god um i think my issue is is there have just been too many stories about him just being not a good person for me to get on board with him because I was looking into it more in the last couple of days and I was like, I know that there were stories. I know that there was like a lot of stuff that came out and I feel like people just ignored it. And that really bothers me because I feel like in the industry that he's in, you shouldn't just be allowed to be a rude person. Like 
Ellen got called out, but she's still fine. And that bothers me because I'm like, I've never liked like Ellen. I've never liked Ellen. watch Ellen anymore? Yeah. Because it's at a point now where people are, I read some, I read a headline. I did not read the full article, but where like publicists don't want to send their clients to Ellen. I wouldn't. I, that's the thing that I was like, I've never liked Ellen because I feel like I always felt like she was very rude. And everyone's like, no, that's just her comedy. I'm like, but you can be like, you can poke fun at people and be like funny about it. But like, she does it in a way that's like genuinely destructive. Like I've always felt that way. And I don't know, like, I think it's just because she's so serious all the time. Whenever she does poke fun at people, I'm like, she's genuinely being rude. Like I was like, I never saw that as like a funny shtick thing. I always thought that that was just like a very rude thing to do. I don't know, but I also grew up bullied all of my life. So I don't, I also like, I, I genuinely was very empathetic towards the people that she would poke fun at because I'm like, that's not very nice. Like I would be upset at that. Like that would bother me. And then like when all that stuff, like when there was stuff that came out about James Corden, like being a dick, like to people that he worked with and like audience members, like he was just rude to people. I was like, that bothers me. I don't like that because the industry that you're in, that's the industry that you should be the nicest to people in. But, and I mean, like, and there were like things that came out, like where he didn't know a lot of people he worked with's name. And that's the first- There was a, there was a, there was a spill your guts or fill your guts where one of the questions was to him, can you name your camera operator's names? That's what it was. And he was like, and he was like, and it, and they let it, like, it wasn't something that was edited out, which you'd think something like that would get- I would have edited that out. They left it in. And, like, like that's the thing is, like, that's the first thing that you're taught, like, in the theater department at, like, your college and the high school and stuff. It's, like, learn everyone's name. Make sure that you know everyone's name. Because, like, show that you care about those people. And so, like, that bothered me because I was, like, he's been in this industry long enough and he's worked with these people probably long enough where he should know their names. Like, he should, like extend a hand to these people because it's like those are the people that work for you be nice to them like that like I don't know it's just that's bothered me it's just it's really I just like I've also never really been a talk show person so that may also just be part of it like I did love watching them when like I was in my Hunger Games days my Hunger Games fangirl days because they were always on talk shows and I was always like I need content I need all these things and so like I would watch (laughs) any Hunger Games cast member on any talk show so I got very accustomed to like the way different talk show hosts like operated and all that stuff but like that was ages ago (laughs) so like I just haven't really paid much attention since like if like if I'm into a show or something and then like um Aaron and Karen when they performed on Stephen Colbert like I watched that but it's like that was the first time I had in a long time so it was like it's just every once in a while I'll catch something if like a show I love is performing or something like that like I'll watch it but other than that I'm not really in tune with I did at one point want to go to Seth Meyers just because I think he's really cute and I really love Seth Meyers <laughs> I want to go to but Jill but you I know think what? this is boring so when we when when things open back up and New York is alive again and whatnot we're gonna it's go that, to it's Stephen always Colbert. alive don't say that New York is no there. we're gonna we're She's gonna go tired. to Stephen Colbert <laughs> Yes, please. Oh my god, I have such a crush on him too. Stop talking to me, Apple Watch. I don't need to know three Stephen Colbert movies. <laughs> I want to know three Stephen Colbert movies. Um, 
<laughs> well, too late. I exited out. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, what else? What else is happening with this movie? Um, we always talked about the leads. <laughs> like, we always talked about oh. Ariana and Joelle and Pullman. We talked a lot about Ariana. We just haven't talked about Joelle and Pullman. She was very smiley. That was my one. That was, I was literally going to say the same thing. That and I've heard other thing. people talk about it too. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing. But other than that, Ooh. I liked she her. She was great. I thought yeah. she was amazing. The, the way voice she was played, very good. I liked it. Yeah, her singing voice was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The difference that I noticed, and I know other people have noticed too, is that the character of Emma, at least on Broadway, um, when interacting with Dee Dee and Barry and Trent and Angie they she was very hesitant to them she was like I don't want anything to happen whereas in this movie she was kind of like okay sure right like she was kind of just like big smile if that's what you say sure thing like it's like if I was like 17 years old and a bunch of Broadway people I had never heard of came up to me and were like we're gonna save the world I would be like sure let's we'll see how that works out good luck (laughs) what i'm about to say is coming from a very like privileged place Mm -hmm. but and i know this was like sort of based on a true story Mm -hmm. but the idea that there are parts of this country or any country where the school says that is that in a public school i should say that says that you have, that you can't take a girlfriend to prom, that's wild to me. I can't relate. (laughs) Is that Um, something that happened at your school? I don't know if it explicitly happened at my school. Um, I had a couple friends who um, are gay in some, like, form or fashion or whatever. They, um, like, I had a couple friends who were lesbians. I had a friend who I'm no longer friends with because they weren't very nice to me um, come out as trans in the last few years. Like, it's, I was very much in tune with those issues in high school because a lot of my friends were LGBTQ+. Um, But I had a couple friends who were, like, trying to take girls to prom, and they kind of just acted like, oh, it's a group prom date. Like we, I don't know how much, like, I don't think that they were allowed to get couples tickets because couples tickets were cheaper because they were grouped together. I think they had to do singles tickets. Um, I could be wrong about that. It's so long since I was in high school. I forgot that like couples tickets were a thing. I also didn't go to prom. I wish I didn't go to prom. Um, (laughs) No one in my family has gone to prom. I wish I never went to prom. I had junior year, we had junior and senior year we had prom but like they were the same prom it was just yeah yeah so junior year I had um a dress that people still send me photos of like to this day and I'm like can we move forward from high school please um but I had an Ely Saab uh dress that I got online for like two hundred dollars or something which was a really good deal for an Ely Saab off the runway (laughs) dress um, and it was the dress that, I don't know how many people will know this, but it was the dress that Lily Collins wore to the Love Rosie um, premiere in England. I think it was the London premiere. And I was obsessed with that dress. 
Uh, look it up. It's a beautiful dress. <laughs> it's still it like beautiful to this day. Um, but I found it for like $240 or something like that. And my mom let me get it. And it was my dream prom dress. Oh, is it this one with the gradient purple? Yeah. Beautiful. Isn't it? I love it. Um, but so that was my junior. I went all out for my prom dress like junior year and everything I just went with a couple of my friends I didn't really care like it really wasn't that I just wanted the perfect dress that was all I really cared about <laughs> like I just wanted to dress up um and then senior year like I was dating a guy off and on all four years of high school um and I don't want to get into it but <laughs> senior year we broke up February of senior year which was two and a half months before prom um, and we broke up over prom, like going, like discuss, or broke up in March, it was discussing prom, that's why we broke up. Um, and so my friends, <laughs> to cheer me up, were like, come with us, come to prom with us. And I had a friend who asked me, and I did not want to go with him because I knew he had a thing for me, and I didn't want to like lead him on in any way by going to prom with him. And like, he knew very well that I wasn't interested in him, but he... And then whenever he asked me and I said no, like it caused a lot of uproar within my friend group. So the whole thing, everyone thought I was a terrible person and all this other stuff. So like, I didn't want to go to prom with them anymore. So I went with my best friend, Mary Beth and our friend, Allie. And then our other friend, I'm not gonna say her name because I'm not friends with her anymore because she's not a nice person. Um, but we, the four of us went and we had so much fun and we took the cheesiest photos before. We all had a terrible time. <laughs> None mm -hmm. of us had a good night. Um, I had three like mental breakdowns in the bathroom. Like it was not a good night for me. Um, and then afterwards, me and my friends, we went to like the thing that they did at the high school because our prom wasn't at the high school. There were too many of us to have it at the high school. Um, None of our dances. None of my dances at. I want my you to high guess where at our. I want you to guess where my prom was. Okay, you grew up in Kentucky. Um, I'm gonna guess it was at. So I always do some like random place. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this an event space? Um, ours technically was an event space, but I don't know where. So I'm gonna say like the Louisville Slugger Factory, but that can't possibly no, be. That's it. like an hour and a half <laughs> for me. Um. No, well, so our prom, our prom was at the Alltech Arena at the Kentucky Horse Park. That makes sense. It was in the ballroom. Yeah, that would make sense. The Kentucky Horse Park, yeah. That makes sense. I think when you're, I think, because my prom, okay, I don't live in LA. I live near-ish. Hmm. Eh, eh. I don't live in LA. I live about an hour away from LA. Yeah. Um, but our, I think my senior prom, I didn't go, so I don't know, was at, um, like a cathedral in LA. Oh, that's nice. I think our, I think our junior prom, I want to say it was at Union Station in LA which oh god union station is so gorgeous i love it so much um but the only proms i went to <laughs> sorry not proms the only dances i went i went to three dances 
um, two of them were like the same dance in different years. Uh, my, I went to homecoming and then two Sadie's. I did not ask anyone to Sadie's. I just went with my friends. Um, my freshman year home or not my freshman year, God, my senior year homecoming was in an airplane hangar at an air force base around here. That's fun though. I think that's so cool. It was I never so went hot. Went to any homecomings or anything? We never went. But our, never went to any like homecomings or anything like that. Our uh, our Sadies, our, all of our Sadies dances were held at Knott's Berry Farm, uh, which Naturally. is an amusement, which is an amusement park in Southern California. But and, and they kept rides open for us. Oh, that's so. Fun. We that's had like, like a section of the park that we were allowed. It's like to, the like, ending of Greece. <laughs> That's it, honestly exactly what it was. There's like a section of the park so where we were allowed to like go on rides and stuff. And that's what we did. Like, that's why I went. I was like, I just want to go to Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. The real thing that everyone's going to gather from this conversation is can Jill tie everything back to Greece? And the answer is yes, I can. Mm. I absolutely Always. can. Yeah. Um, um, but my, also, oh my God, I just realized I flubbed on a fact about my prom junior year was when it caused when that guy asked me and then we had like a whole uproar in my friend group and I had to like quickly scramble to get another group together to go to prom um because <laughs> I was like no I already have a group because I was lying because like I didn't realize that it was okay to just say no to a date yeah. I didn't realize that that was totally like an okay thing to do because then all my friends made me feel like garbage for saying no to a person and I'm like if we were in any other situation and I said no to him you would be yes absolutely but the fact that he's a friend and I said no to prom like come on um but so I did a few photos with that friend group just because they wanted me to do like photos with them so I did a few photos of them and then I went with my other friends um but prom junior year was is kind of a blur I honestly don't I just remember going to my friend Emily's house afterwards and drinking two liters and watching um, the Hannah Montana movie and then falling asleep. <laughs> all I remember from that night. And then senior year afterwards, we went to like the thing at the high school that they did, where it's like they had like inflatables in the cafeteria and then they had like a movie showing in the auditorium and like stuff like that. And I went to that with my friends, but we didn't stay the whole time because I was like, I don't care enough. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> you know, I was like, I had three mental breakdowns at the horse park tonight. I don't feel like dealing with any more of these people and then like my ex kept coming and like following me around at the high school and I was just like I just want to go home I'm going home I'm tired <laughs> I don't want to be here <laughs> um, one of the reasons I didn't go to my senior year prom not only was I like not asked but I also don't I didn't care to like I don't like the music right. that played at prom it was like expensive right. but also the day after um, was my very first day and my very first, like, job, uh, which was working admissions at Raging Waters in San Dimas. <laughs> Shout out to which, the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> that was my very first job. That's where, that was, like, my first job, and uh, it was not a fun, um, like, first day. It was very oh stressful God. for me, because they did not I, train us. I remember the day after, I think it was my senior prom, was Easter like it was Easter weekend so like I got home at like 2 a.m <laughs> on Saturday night and then I had to wake up at like 7 a.m to go to Easter mass <laughs> it 
years. <laughs> then my mom was like taking photos of us and I looked so bad in all of our Easter photos that year. I looked so ugly. Because <laughs> my hair was greasy. I didn't care. Like I just threw on my dress. Like I was like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> like, I don't want to be out. And I had just spent the night in heels and then I'd wear like wedges to church. Like it was, oh God. Southern culture. Moms are wild. And if you don't go to prom, it's fine. Tea. In yeah. fact, I recommend if you genuinely have a gut feeling telling you not to go to prom, don't do it. Dress up with your friends and then do something. Don't go to prom. <laughs> That's what I wish I had done. Yeah. I wish like me and my friends had just like, his senior year, we all kind of gave up. We all had these issues with our dresses and with like boys and girls and because not all my friends were straight like we had all these different issues and so my little friend group that I had that went that I went with like me and the three other girls I went with we were all kind of giving up and then we should have known at that moment like the moment we started giving up we should have been like why are we going this is ridiculous like who cares yeah and if nobody asks you to prom if you still want to go with your friends go go with your friends who cares because yeah, anyway, prom is prom, but the movie, the prom, is fun. <laughs> like, it's, it the overall like, feeling of the prom, it's a fun movie. It is. It's, the music is fun. Everything about it is fun. It doesn't take itself, it's, it. it's, there are parts where it takes it's itself very more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I love a movie they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Right. It's, a. Uh, it is what it is. My friend always laughs at me because I'm like, I love self-aware like movies and television. And they're like, we know you love Moulin Rouge. And I'm like, that should be the, that should tell you that I love self-aware movies. Because I love Moulin Rouge. <laughs> it's like the most self-aware movie ever made. Yeah. It knows what it is because it's Baz Luhrmann. Mm-hmm. Like there are no, there are no ifs and, I don't know. Baz Luhrmann side camp to the max <laughs> every movie <laughs> is camp to the max and i love it love that Ugh. yeah the prom thoroughly enjoyed yeah i was excited i was excited I, mean, like, I was texted ex you i texted you after i watched it and i was like i loved it like i was like i mean it had its issues but what piece of art doesn't have its issues like i was like i genuinely loved it like i had fun watching it and yeah. also in a year where everything was shut down, it was nice to just watch a freaking musical. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, like, watching Jingle Jangle a few weeks ago, like, and then the prom, like, it's been so nice to just have, like, a few musicals on Netflix and Hulu and, like, just reachable things. It's yeah. so nice. Yeah. And then, like, the fact that Jingle Zoe's Jangle. Extraordinary Playlist, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is coming back soon so in a couple weeks. I'm so I'm excited. So excited. So freaking amped about it i need svu to come back <laughs> i'm gonna lose my freaking mind Ugh, i want raul esparza back in my life every single week again i'm so excited <laughs> oh man i'm like <sighs> like i'm like so excited i got tickets to watch the like christmas carol reading with raul esparza and Krista rodriguez and that whole gang and i'm like so amped to watch it on tuesday night <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are you wearing an Eloise shirt? I am. I'm wearing my Eloise at Christmas time shirt. Oh my god, I love that. My favorite Christmas movie since I was a kid. <laughs> oh I used to god, think I, I was it. like four years old watching Eloise at Christmas time and I was like, I'm gonna live in the Plaza Hotel when I turned six years old. And my mom was like, 
hate to break this to you jill you're not jokes on you i still am like i still to this day i say this all the time eloise is my hero and i want to be her when i grow up like, i still stand you should her. you should save up to spend a night in the eloise suite i'm going to that's like my goal is like i'm waiting for like someone i know to have children like my sisters or someone like nieces and nephews like i want nieces and nephews so i can take them like <laughs> like i'm gonna force this movie on you guys i'm gonna force the whole <laughs> franchise on you it's not even funny that reminds me, I need to go to Barnes & Noble to pick up the Eloise at Christmas time book for my cousin. Because she's like six this year. So I'm like, I have to get over her. It's too good. Oh my it's God. too perfect. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's time. All right. I think it's time to wrap this up. Jill, where can people find us? Um, that's a good question. On Instagram and TikTok, we are at Thoughts Shared Podcast. And on Twitter, which we literally don't use, it's thought shared underscore. And personal social media, I am at it's Joe Hayes on literally every platform. And I am at Katie Fornia on TikTok and Complete Katie on Instagram. So yeah, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends, let them say, you know, if you guys have thoughts about the prom, let us know. If y'all want to antagonize me more, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we we look forward to speaking with you again in the new year. Very excited. Got some plans of our sleeves. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. All right. And until then, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all of the wintry holidays, including the ones we've missed. Yes. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yes. Don't. Please, 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 please stay healthy. All right.